0: Welcome back, my sweet baby. I hope that you're ready to laugh. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know where I was going with that, but last week I feel like I just came at you guys so hard with songs for little. (laughs) Songs for little. I literally had to pull the mic away from my mouth because volume warning. Anyways, I wanted to kind of seduce you guys to just get in the vibe today. All right. We have a fun episode. Tell me a secret. These are always my favorite episodes to bring back. I just, I love hearing secrets. I love reacting to them. We always have fun doing them. And it's kind of one of those like mindful episodes, mindless episodes. There we go. Where you, you don't have to be expecting like to cry, or like this episode, like you're, you don't have to walk out being like, okay, like I'm a motivated bad bitch. Like this is just a vibe. Okay. I feel like the last few episodes, nonetheless, like the fat, the last few months, I've just really been just dropping dimes, dimes, dime, 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 dime. And there comes a point where we have to like take a little break, you know, just take a little, take a little, take a little recovery, baby. And that's what this week is. So Happy mid January, like officially mid January. It is the 15th. Um, how are we already here? How are we already here? I don't know. Okay. So we have quite a few updates. First things first, I am the luckiest girl in the world and I'm just going to keep telling you guys that I'm just going to keep telling you guys that. And if you have not told yourself that this morning, if you have not looked at yourself in the mirror and been like, damn bitch, you are fine and you are lucky. You need to go do that right now. Say it out loud wherever you're at, in your car, muffle it, in your like, you know, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Just like say it and keep saying it, okay? Don't forget. Um, but I am feeling pretty good today, feeling pretty good this week because guess what? Dude, Archie has been sleeping like a champ. And by a champ, I mean he's still waking up, but like compared to what we went through with Maddox, dude, like Archie is being an angel. It's amazing. He's sleeping in his crib. He's waking up about once per night. Um, and if it's twice, it's like when I'm still up, like maybe he'll randomly wake up at like 11 PM and, but like, I'm still up. Right. So I'm not like being disturbed in my sleep, if that makes sense. So it's been really, really amazing. And it makes me feel really happy. We were going to transfer Maddox into his big boy bed and convert the, like the crib. But until I get really consistent with Archie's sleep, I just don't want there to be like these two crazy variables. We also have like a Jack and Jill bathroom, meaning like two bedrooms are combined into the bathroom, right? Like your picture perfect growing up what you wish you had maybe with your sibling. I know for me, it was always a dream, but we never had that. So the boys have bedrooms connected by a shared bathroom right two vanities like it's all theirs whatever but the doors Maddox's specifically is a push door do you know what I'm saying like a sliding door so we really have to figure out how to baby proof that so that he doesn't go into the bathroom because number one child safety but also number two he's obsessed with taking baths which is great like so glad that he doesn't hate them but he will go and turn on the water and want to play in it. And obviously you guys are even thinking in your mind, you're like, yeah, that's not safe. And it's not. So we're trying to figure out how to baby proof everything, obviously before we put him into his bed, his big boy bed, but how exciting, like just another thing of parenthood that, you know, you get there and it's just like, damn, we're already here. You know, I looked at him this morning and I, he was just, he's so big. He's so big. And you know, me as his mom, I remember how small he was especially in the NICU, you know, a lot of people didn't get to see him that small, really just me and Wyatt and his nurses. So to know like how small he once was and just to see him now, it's just so amazing, you know? And I just, I got caught just staring at him today. I'm like, man, you are so special. You know, you're so crazy strong and like, you have no idea what you've been through, but like you are fucking strong, you know? And I hope that he, he keeps that energy throughout life. So working on baby proofing Archie sleeping well in the night like feeling great and you know i'm gonna be very transparent i'm gonna have another episode here soon about this but i have an updated review of two kids specifically two under two you know timing will definitely change a lot of experiences but uh it's hard it is so fucking hard lately guys um archie's just getting more mobile Maddox is like crazy in in the best way he is full boy and full toddler like we will turn around he is like jumping off our couch like the videos you see where you're like ha 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 that's so funny and like viral like no it's real life he is nuts um so such a daredevil no fear and just he is a tank dude he's thick and so we are just really struggling with like splitting time and I feel like it's really been hard on Wyatt and I because if one of us doesn't have one kid, one of us has both of them. You know what I mean? And it has just been a really difficult path to navigate like our overstimulation, you know, cause at the end of the night, like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to listen to music. I don't, I don't even want the TV to be on. You know what I mean? Like it's been really, really, really difficult, but it's such a short period of time. We will get, we will get out of it. And I'm very grateful for the help we do have between our babysitter between my mom when we need it like we are so grateful for the village that we do have but no matter what like relative to situation like shit is still hard and um I want to get into a full episode of that and really just talk about it super vulnerably because again like I just feel like it's really hard to come by those those really tough conversations you know where it's like yep here's here's the truth you know and um you always get through it. That's the thing. You always get through it. And as a relationship, as a partnership, whatever you're in, you guys both just, you got to fight together. You know, you got to fight together and you got to remember that it is, it is not, it's not that long. It's not that long that you have to stay in this fight. And before you know it, the kids are at school and you're, you're done you know, you're done. They're gone so much of the day. And, and that's a whole nother time where you're like going to mourn and be sad. So I'm just, I'm still really trying to stay present, but man, it is fucking hard. True review, two kids, way harder, way harder going from one to two kids than zero to one being a first time mom, guys, you got, you have it so fucking easy. <laughs> and again, I say that with a laugh because it is relative in the time you were in the trenches. I total 100%, but like looking at it now, you know how it's like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, bitch, you don't know how easy you got it until you got two kids <laughs> for real. So we are just trying to find that balance, but Wyatt and I are actually going away for his birthday for two days. So we're going to go to Detroit and, um, we've like literally just decided this as of today. So, New news: We're going to Detroit. I think we're gonna to try to go to like a Pistons game and see some friends. So that'll be fun—a way for us to get away, get out of our own house in space too. Sometimes you just need a change of scenery. I don't care if it's like one hour away or it's a hotel room down the road. There's something about just changing it up, right? So that's what we're doing this week to hopefully—or well, in two weeks—to hopefully get something kind of new and fresh. So that's good. Um, with that being said, new and fresh new boobs, question mark, new, new boobs. Okay. Hear me out. I have really been considering the past, I'd say probably four months. No, you know what? I would say since I had Archie and like, my boobs got huge again, like breastfeeding. And I realized that they're just going to be torn to shit for the next year. I've really been thinking about getting my boobs out. And before we get our panties in a bunch, let me just tell you, I, I, I know I've never felt better in my life, but what I've noticed is the past couple months, I've been just so much more confident with my body. And sometimes I look at my boobs and it just transports me back to being 23 years old and just as much as I thought I was confident in myself, like I wasn't right? Like you look back at your early twenties where you're like, wow, I have this shit figured out. I know myself. I know my vibe. I know my tribe. And it's like, really, you're just scratching the surface. And I'll be the first one to admit fault. People told me all the time, Hey, think about your decision because you know, you're so young right now. Your mind might change. And I was like, no, I've always wanted boobs, right? I've always been insecure about my boobs since I was like a kid, right? I was an athlete. I just always had a flat chest. People would make fun of me. The friends I had always had boobs and I didn't. So I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Anyway, fast forward here. I'm 27, going to be 28 this year. And I'm like, "Man, yeah, I just I really don't need them." You know? And after I'm done breastfeeding is where I'll really start to kind of navigate that next journey for me. At the end of the day, I I keep them in. Say I keep them in, right? If they don't quote recover after breastfeeding i feel like i'm going to be more insecure about them right so say i go into a surgery to just get them fixed okay that's cool probably easy pretty minuscule right what about 10 years from now i'm i'm all of a sudden i pop a boob there's another surgery right to fix it so then at that point it's like if i if i'm gonna go get them fixed why don't i just get them removed lift it up and then never have to worry about it again the rest of my life Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm just thinking about it. I ain't going to do it, girl. I'm just thinking about it. But I just always like being honest because I always get questions. Hey, do you love your implants? I'm thinking about getting a boob job. What do you think? And I do want to have a further discussion about that because I feel like now having them for four years, almost five years, like will this year be five years, I think. I feel like I have a little bit more like of a thought process behind them. But I think what, what scares me now is if I were to get them out, I feel like I'd miss them. Right? So now you're like in this weird thing of like, "Oh my god, but what if I hate them out?" Whatever. But I just feel like my confidence has grown so much and you know, I don't live a life anymore where like my titties are out. And I feel like whenever my titties are out, I re- I actually like I hate showing that. Like I'll take a nice sports bra with some like little like a little bit of like push up, right? But when I'm like so I look back at my photos from that Buff Bunny collection party, and I just like I get really insecure about how big my boobs look. Although in person and like in that night I felt so confident. I look back and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like I my boobs just look so big." And I'm like, "I'm a breastfeeding mom. Okay, there's a lot of factors, but that's why I want to like give it the time after I'm done breastfeeding and really decide and also see what my body naturally does. They might kind of shrivel up back to like shape. But if they don't, and I'm more insecure like right like what? So anyways, definitely something that I would have to not only like prepare for and budget for because it does cost money to get them out but also something I really want to make an educated decision because I think last time I got when I got them done not only did I want them done but I also was planning on continuing to compete in the pro division where I felt like yeah my boobs would also help me so why not that was definitely a factor in my decision not my full decision but a factor and so now I'm like okay like even if I did compete again like just stuff my titties. You know, I've done it before. Like <laughs> whatever. So, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it and I always love being transparent with you guys. And this definitely isn't to deter anyone from getting a boob job, but if I were to do it again knowing what I know now. I I just don't know if I would have. Because part of me says absolutely cuz the time when I did have them and like I didn't have kids. I loved them. But then I'm like, did I? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I TBD to be determined. I, I got to think on that one a little bit more Would I have got them done part. Like my initial thought was like, no. But then my other part was like, you know, but I do love them. I do love them. Like some days I'll look at my chest and I'll be like, damn, like my boobs look good. And then like other days I'll look at and be like, oh my gosh, I just, I miss having that athletic build that I just, I knew my whole life. Right. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know if you've gotten a boob job before. Do you regret them at all? Like what are, what's your experience post boob job? Do we have like post boob job P B J D post boob job depression? I don't know. So TBD on that. I'll keep you guys updated in terms of brunch merch. I am on it. All right. It it might take a little minute, but I really want to make a few shirts. I'm not going to tell you guys what they're going to say or what it's going to look like, but let me tell you, they're going to be cute. I'm thinking two different options, like two different, like cute little, like things, two little cute designs. I don't want like there to be too many, two designs to start. I think it'll be fire. So just so you know, brunch merch, definitely we're in the horizon. Thank you guys for your feedback last week. Um, Some of you guys were like, I'm on my knees for brunch merch. I'm like, yes, let's go. (laughs) If you guys missed it um for last Wednesday, which Wednesdays are the new Sundays because every Wednesday I'm uploading a YouTube video. I've kind of got my schedule down. I feel like Sunday brunch day, Wednesday YouTube day, and then you guys got like a few day break until like to kind of decompress from me and then like we're back at it. You know what I mean? So I think it's a good schedule. I think last time I did YouTube. I did Wednesdays too. Like I'm pretty positive. If you're an OG, let me know, was it a Wednesday upload? Do you remember? I'm sure I could figure it out on the calendar, but I don't feel like it. So Wednesday, last Wednesday, uploaded a video, full day eating day in the life, like fun vlog. Honestly, just me. I feel like I'm, I can't really tell you like, Oh, it's just a full day eating. Cause it's, I've realized my videos are so much more than that. Like it's just genuinely me living life you know, and there will be some videos I plan on doing, like get ready with me where I'm just chatting kind of like podcast e and how I used to do videos, just like story times, Q and a stuff like that. But for the most part, like any video that I'm doing where I'm like legitimately vlogging, it's just like a whole lot of me, whole lot of random, whole lot of here's my life. Here's what we did today. You know, whatever. So new podcast, um, pfft, new <laughs> YouTube video last Wednesday, new podcasts on Sundays. And then I'm still working on getting my podcast on YouTube, but I think I found another, I think I found another person to bring on brunch with Desby. She is someone I found on TikTok and um, I found her cause she was actually drinking in Alani, getting ready for work. And I'm like, Oh, what'd she do? And she's a stripper. So like a lot of her videos that went viral, it's like, get ready with me for work. And then it's like, for like, here's my stripper bag. Here's what I pack. One of her videos, she was like, get ready with me to go dance in a room full of of guys half naked with it. like, I don't know. It was just something I was like, Whoa. So I believe we will have her on. I think that'd be a really fun episode. Um, I would, I've always wanted to hear from a dancer and just hear honestly, like the, the pros, the cons, like, w- would you do it again? Like, would you not? I don't know. I just think it's a very interesting field. Um, kind of like sidebar of, would we call it sex work technically? Like, is it kind of like a only fans on crack? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't want to disc D de- declassified. I don't want to wrongly classify a job, but is that technically considered sex work like I don't know. Um that's what I would I would assume. But again, assumptions make an ass out of you and me. So I'm not sure. Um but we'll see. I think it would be a really fun episode and she's hilarious. So hopefully that um and if you guys ha- haven't already y'all need to go follow Emily and Allison on TikTok. I'll put their um, handles in the description box, show notes, link, and bio. And you guys need to spam them to come on Brunch With Desby. It takes one fucking second. It takes one second to make a comment that someone could see, and that could be the comment that could even change my life, my podcast, my anything, you know what I mean? So that is like what I've been doing so hard lately is like anyone's videos that I'm seeing that I love, like Jacqueline Hill, she was working out one day and I commented, I'm like, girl, let me please let me give you a workout just one time. If Jaclyn Hill... Ever posted my workout plan one time in their life, it could, it could quite literally change my life. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm really just putting myself out there lately. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if this is cringe. Like, if I want you on my podcast, I'm gonna try to get you on the podcast. So Emily, Allison, these are two people I really love on TikTok. Same with Kennedy, um and a few others, but I just I really love to support other women that i really love and don't make me feel like i have to keep scrolling does that make sense like there's some people that i come across posts on tiktok randomly right has nothing to do with the person but i'm like you know what i can't relate to you i can't relate to you i can't relate to you no because i never dreamed this shit you make me hate this city, and I don't talk shit about you only Okay, sorry. You know how I told you guys a few episodes ago, like, Backstreet Boys song? If I start singing, like, one clip of a song, I gotta, I have to finish it. It's probably a, a mental illness, but I just have to. So anyways, sometimes I come across stuff that just makes me feel shitty in that, like, I, I can't relate to them. I'm like you're you know I just don't live the same life maybe sometimes even like they don't have kids and it makes me feel like crap because I'm like wow like I just I can't even live that style of life right now or even maybe I used to and it's almost like bothersome to me and again that's that's my own inner work that I need to work on but for the sake of right now like I have to protect my energy and I've told you guys in multiple episodes before like you are allowed to do that doesn't make you a hater doesn't make you a pansy doesn't make you soft. It's like if it just if it can't serve you in this moment, it's okay to not be a part of it. But these girls specifically on TikTok, when I watch them, I'm nothing but like fulfilled, inspired. I laugh. I feel comforted. I'm um, same with like Elise Myers. She's another favorite creator of mine. Um, Jackie, I think her last name was like Jackie Aina, A I N A. But I love her anyway. There's just a lot of people that just make me feel good inside. And I would love to have some of these people on the podcast. Cause again, like if I got people like this on the podcast, it could change my life. Right? So I'm putting myself out there. I want to get picked up by dear media studio so hard. I would love to be a part of a podcasting studio. And I know in my heart and I know in this voice and in this community, I have what it takes and I will get there. And one day I will. One day I will get someone that's going to reach their little hand out and grab my hand. And they're gonna be like, Hey, I want to lift you up because I believe in you and you deserve it. And I'm going to gladly take their hand and gladly take that experience. So manifesting that for me, regardless, make sure you subscribe to YouTube, stay sharing the podcast. I appreciate all of you guys who shared it last week when I told you to, you're like, Desby told me to. So here you go. But again, that, that single share could create a new relationship with me with someone else for me with someone else and I really 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 appreciate that a few things coming up first off six weeks to slay we're popping off all right we're in week two of six weeks to slay the workouts are going great everyone's sore (laughs) in the best way possible we're feeling confident in the gym changes are already happening confidence is coming back it's so beautiful I'm really enjoying the workouts obviously I, I made the first split but it's definitely my style of training. I just really love to enjoy my lifts right now. That's the biggest thing is like, I'm here to enjoy and genuinely love what I do. We have new Paragon that launched last week. Code Desb as always. And I hope you guys picked up the Paragon for the 25% off on the day that it launched. We have new story coming out on the 18th. Core collection, but in different colors. It's kind of like reminding me of the Buff Bunny, like outdoorsy launch it has like some plaid there's some dark burgundies some reds it's really pretty um and again remember that like it takes so long for companies to create products so like even though they look alike and they're only a few months like different than each other they've been in the works for years you know what i mean so you have to realize that like designers know the trends that are going to come and the goal is to stay on trend for any brand so that's why sometimes you'll see a lot of the same, like maybe piece styles come out from different brands, like back to back, but they've always been, they've been working on them for like a year. Right. So just remember that I just felt like sharing that, but um, that is released in the 18th. And then lastly, today we have a new Petula launch, which is really exciting because it's not like a huge launch at all. What we're launching though is the bear pro legging. So I was delivered this legging back in November and I told you guys on my sunscreen account, Um, that I felt like this was like a crossover between like bear, but like on like performance enhancing drugs, like I felt like it was like bear on drugs and it is exactly that bear pro more of a kind of like, it's a little bit thicker, lightweight, smooth, but it's also like way more impact, a little bit more, a little bit more compression, more flexibility in the legging. It's a little thicker so it gives you that structure that i feel like the normal bears don't but i i really 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 love it love the high waist on it there's a 23 inch seam and a 26 inch seam option so we got the options for all the girls two colors nothing nothing crazy carbon in in gray like a dark heather and then like a light gray beautiful um extra small to extra extra large as always code DESB to save a lot of people that take the splurge on Petula always message me and they're like, Des, I can't believe it took me this long. I love it. And I'm obsessed. They're definitely a higher quality, higher price tag brand that I work with, but I will say their quality, their, their even customer experience always matches up to that price. You're paying hundred percent. And I, I really love it. So bear pro launching today, um, which again is like really exciting because I've been wearing those since November. (laughs) um, Last thing, last two things, watches and skincare corner. First off, guys, I've watched nothing. I've watched nothing. I feel like all I've done is edit my YouTube video, run around, do challenge stuff. And it's just been busy. I feel like I, my time of watching things is kind of like over right now. Cause I got a lot of other shit I gotta focus on, which which is totally fine, but I miss watching. So even like Kaleidoscope, I only watched like one episode two i've only watched the two episodes what the f so pretty butthurt about that one um also side note i just thought about this because i'm about to get in the skincare corner and my golden goose shoes maybe i could go get those when we go on Wyatt's birthday but but also it's Wyatt's birthday right like i don't want to make it about me but should i no i'm just kidding okay <laughs> guess it won't work that time but hopefully we can, we can go to the mall and maybe i can surprise him with something What if I got him a pair of Golden Goose? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, skincare corner. First off, chemical peel update. If you guys have never gotten a chemical peel, even if you just go get one every two months, worth every penny, I saw such a change in my skin. And don't get me wrong, it hurt to go through. Like it was not fun. It was very annoying. The peeling on my skin, I looked like a zombie. I looked like a, like a, I got burnt in like an oven but now I look like a fucking glass mirror. Like you can literally see your reflection on my skin. Highly recommend. Um, definitely enjoyable. I have not been able to get back to my normal like skincare routine yet. And again, it's Wednesdays. You guys know I record on Wednesdays, but overall like amazing. I've seen a little bit of purging, which is very normal for acne. Um, my hyperpigmentation like came out. It was, it's amazing. So highly recommend, definitely make sure you go to an esthetician that you trust and that will do like the proper peel for you. That's going to be very important too. But honestly, really, 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 really happy with it. And I think that it's, just think that it's badass. So definitely go get a chemical peel. Last thing in terms of skincare is the fact that you still need eye gels. I know there's some of you girls out there that haven't bit the bullet yet and listen, I get it. I get it. Okay. They're kind of expensive. And you're like, but what if I don't like them? What if I they're an expensive addiction, but let me tell you, I will budget for my fucking eye gels. Okay. I will budge. I will bust down budget for my Peter Thomas Roth eye gels. I have tried multiple eye gels over the past couple of weeks, live tinted, the Pacifica beauty reusable ones, which I talk about in my YouTube video. I've also tried, I think it was a, another Pacifica beauty, like style. Um, I think Florence Mills by Millie Bobby Brown, love her, but no, Peter Thomas Roth just really takes the cake of all eye gels. And that's just really where it's just going to stay. And I'm going to be really confident in that because that, that's just, sometimes you have to lay down a boundary and this is my boundary. Nothing but Peter, Peter Thomas Roth is going on my eyes. And that's just where it's going to stay. So um, make sure you guys go pick up Tula's new 24-7 moisturizer, the intense version. This is a beautiful mixture of 24-7 with, I feel like, Beauty Sleep. So it's for everyday wear. Beauty Sleep, one of my favorite moisturizers, is definitely not an all-day wear moisturizer. This is for someone who is going to sleep and you are putting on like a restorative moisturizer. It is an overnight repair cream. Now, if you use it all day, you're not going to like die, but it's just not meant for that. 24-7 Intense is the perfect mixture of a thicker 24-7 moisturizer with the feeling and smoothness of beauty sleep. And you guys know I love my skincare. As of even today, I've officially been with Tula for five years. Five years. I have rode hard for Tula and I'm talking like multiple stories code Desby all the time. I feel like at this point in like my Instagram and stuff, I don't even put Tula on there all the time. Cause I'm like, dude, at this point it's just annoying. Like you guys know, (laughs) but I will also say the past, obviously a few weeks, I haven't done my normal skincare. So anyways, definitely go pick that up. If you are someone struggling with dry skin, same with the Marula oil from junk elephant. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Definitely my winter necessity. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all for the week. We, we had a little bit of a shorter intro, but I feel like telling me, tell me a secret always takes kind of a while because I, I read stories, you know, and we chat about it and all those things. And yeah, so chatty Kathy, no more. All right. But first, um, let's get a little word from our partner, BetterHelp, help. And just a reminder for you guys that better help is the reason I am able to support this podcast and so, whenever you use the code or the link to start your journey to being better, know that it does support me and my podcast and allows me to produce it every month. And I appreciate it more than you know, or else I would be operating in the negatives for putting up this podcast. Not only that, but also spending time and having nothing. So, that is my only partnership right now. And hopefully I can bring on like more partners. Like I would love to be able to do a few other ads for stuff that I really love. Like HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. Native deodorant, native body wash. That's all I use in the shower, like stuff like that. And hopefully again, I'm manifesting that I'll be able to land a little bit more partnerships, but just know in the future that stuff like that allows me to continue to podcast and be able to monetize it. And again, I'm all about transparency, but I love what I do here. And if I could continue to be able to do stuff like this, I would be able to set boundaries elsewhere to where I don't have to always be like on Instagram and all of these things. And I can do what I really love, you know, which is is talk and be on YouTube and be on video. So just always like to be very honest and open with you guys about what I love and why, why X, Y, and Z helps me. So then also when you see other creators, maybe that you love, you understand how you can better support them too, right? So anyways, let's get into the ad and then we'll get into the episode. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partner's better help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. Better help is an online teletherapy program. And within a 72 hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there. And they are also going to be licensed to you based off of Your locations. This isn't. This isn't no funny business. This isn't no. You know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get ten percent off of your first month. Or you can use my link BetterHelp.com slash DESB and you will get ten percent off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now. And it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is Pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. First, a chug break. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. I can't believe that it's already 2 p.m. It just doesn't feel right. And for some reason, I feel like I'm kind of in a, I feel like I'm kind of in a time warp, you know? Like, I swear I'm getting up early. You know, Archie has me up, but I I feel like I'm almost sleeping better. Like I'm sleeping really good. So it's almost like, my body is making up for the past like two years of not sleeping. Does that make sense? So when I wake up, I'm like, Holy shit, like where am I and what do I do? So that's, that's how it feels. Tell me a (laughs) secret. I just sounded like that one fucking mosquito that you keep hearing and you're like, (sniffs) That's literally what I just sounded like holding that note. Okay, first, first, I already shared this one on my Instagram, but I have to share it again. I spent my whole summer selling my used gym socks and foot picks so that I could afford a dog, go on two vacations and pay off my credit card. Sinceriously, seriously, Desby is my queen. And I just gotta say, I love you for that. You know, let me tell you, I have thought about selling... Feet pick Feetfinder.com. Who? Feetfinder.com slash DesB. <laughs> I've really thought about it because I'm like, you know what? Who gives a fuck? Co- literally collect your bag however you need to. I-, I don't think we can judge anyone. And if you are judging deep down, you are so fucking jealous that you cannot do that. Like sometimes I look at the fan girls and I'm like, damn, that's crazy they can make that much money. I, I fucking wish. I could put myself out there like that. and It's that easy. You know what I mean? Hey, grass is always greener on the other side, right? But what I'm saying is I'm never going to judge you for how you decide to make your money. Cause guess what? It's not my fucking business and neither is it yours. So shut the fuck up. All right. Next one. My freshman year of college, I gave a blow job to a hockey player in the library. And then a few months later, all of the doors in the study rooms became glass doors. And I wonder if I got caught Sincerely, London fucking Tipton, you know what? That is pretty terrifying. Um, because would I be embarrassed? Would I be embarrassed if that happened to me? yes. The answer is 100% yes. Okay, here we go. Hey, Des. I need some advice or maybe just some words of encouragement. I don't know. I've been with my boyfriend for eight and a half years. God damn. Eight and a half years. He proposed last year to your girls, a fiance. We have an ideal wedding date in 24 that is meaningful to us. I'm currently in grad school and will be done in a month before our ideal wedding date. My problem is that I'm broke as fuck because of school. My fiance and I live together in an apartment and he supports us by paying for everything. Our parents are not in financial positions to help us with the wedding expenses. I really don't want to push back the wedding any longer. By this point, we'll be together 10 years already. Two of those years engaged. Also, I'll be 28. So, you know, your girl isn't getting any younger. I really want to have a nice wedding within a decent budget. I feel like we deserve it after 10 years together, but I don't know if we will afford it. I thought of doing a destination wedding, all inclusive resort, but also getting married through a church is important to me. Which having a destination Catholic wedding is not impossible, but it'd definitely be more difficult to pull off. I don't know what to do. Sincerely, bitch, this girl wrote sincerely. I can't say that word. Maybe I should just play the mega millions, win the jackpot. Number one, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. You never know. Okay. Number two, here's the thing. If you are not in a financial position to comfortably afford what would be your dream wedding, I think, and I'm saying this out of love, babe, I think you need to adjust your expectations. We're in a place in society. We're in a place on social media where we see everything. We see everything nice. We see these beautiful weddings. We see all of these crazy bachelorette trips. We see this and we see that. These are like the 1% of people that get ready to do that that get the ability to do that, but you are the normal people that have to make decisions, that have to make cuts, that have to not do this, that have to not do that. Your wedding can be so intimate to you and listen, you 100% deserve everything. 10 years, that's huge. You deserve to celebrate that. Here's my thing, my take, adjust your expectations because at the end of the day, it's not about anyone, but you guys. So use your budget, have a very small wedding, have a little elopement, get a cheap dress, like a a dress that you feel comfortable in. Don't get me wrong. Do your wedding, do your Catholic mass, do, you know, whatever you need to do and spend the rest of that budget on the most elaborate, amazing honeymoon you guys could ever experience together because that memory is your memory. When you throw a wedding, you're throwing a wedding for other people. That's pretty much what it is. It's a really weird concept. If you think about it, you're, you're focused on throwing a party for other people. This is about you. So what I would do is get a really nice, you know, beautiful church, get married, have a great photographer, videographer, do a small reception. It will be beautiful no matter what. You will have the people that love you and the people that support you. And then you deserve to take the rest of whatever that budget was that you were able to save and have the most beautiful experience, just you and your husband, not anyone else. And that's that, that would be my tip because as much as I would go back in time and spend every dollar we did again on our wedding, I also again can see the change of understanding now like weddings and what I wish I would have done different. And that's it. Not a secret, but something I need to get off my chest. <laughs> I literally want to kick my mother-in-law in her fucking neck. She came over to my house to drop something off to her son. He was in bed watching TV and she comes in my room, sits on my bed with her outside clothes on. Like the comforter wasn't pulled back, obviously because he was laid in the bed. Why do people think it's okay to just come and sit on other people's bed? With your nasty ass clothes, that's been everywhere. I told her and she made it seem like I'm being dramatic and a clean freak since seriously, the dramatic bitch. Okay. If there's one thing that pisses me the fuck off is with it's when people walk in your house with their shoes on, like again, kind of the same idea, right? You're wearing your nasty shoes on the floors that my children are crawling on, falling on, licking off of, eating off of, et cetera. We already have a dog that's dirty enough, right? Where can we minimize the, the filth? So in terms of like cleanliness, I completely understand that because why would I go sit on a clean bed? with my outdoor jacket or like work clothes. Right. So I don't think that's dramatic. I think, um, what is dramatic is kicking her in the fucking neck. (laughs) But for the sake of like laughs, I know obviously that wasn't serious, but I, I don't think that that's dramatic. Hey, get it off your chest. If you guys have to use this, tell me a secret forum to just get some shit off your chest. Go off. Okay. This may be a little long, but hang on tight because it's worth it. Okay, if it's not, I'm literally going to tell you that, just so you know. Went on a date with my husband. If you're in the Detroit area, oh, okay, that's weird. If you're in the Detroit area, go try Green Dot Stables. And decided to throw something new at my husband during dinner. I asked him if we can have a fun conversation. However, the rule is it's all good and fun. No one can get upset over it ever. He agreed. I asked him if he could have a one-night pass with any female who knew who would it we knew who would it be and why. The second I asked him, I saw the curiosity spark in his eyes. This opened up a very sexual conversation for the next three hours. He asked me the same request, same question in return. Of course, I had to pick the one guy we knew that resembled my husband the most. And the one guy I knew I could let my inner freak out best with this just happens to be one of his closest friends that he's been friends with since elementary days. We got into the conversation heavily. We had a 30 minute drive home. So I took every opportunity to give him the best road head he'd ever had. He knows how to, he knows how turned on him fingering me gets. So he made sure to get me going too, before we got home, the night ended with some of the best sex we've ever had. And it lasted for hours. It's been over four weeks since that night. And we are still playing into this fantasy. The funniest part about it is that when we are both with the friends that we picked and continue to play into it when they are around, they have no idea. I've been with my husband 14 years. I can finally say I'm so confident and comfortable in my marriage that I told him he's allowed a one night pass and I'm down for that threesome. What is fair for one though is fair game for the others. Don't forget that. So here's some unsolicited advice. Go have that fun conversation night with your significant other. You never know what it's going to lead to. Might just lead to you lead you to your wild fantasies and some bomb ass, amazing fucking sex. Also, if you get the chance, watch this with your significant other. I want some feedback on your favorite parts from it. Watching this with my husband was very, very beneficial to us Sincerely, the wife who wants to be a little freak for her husband's bestie. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I did not see that type of post coming, but it's coming. No pun intended. Okay, so I just opened up this link that she sent me. It's an hour and 56 minutes. Holy shit, that's long. And it's called Mark Bell's Power Project, Six, episode 659. Sexpert Susan Bratton helps us fix our dicks and perform better in bed. Sexual communication skills and advanced sexual mastery techniques. Okay, listen, I'm down to be interested. Okay. And I, you know what? I appreciate that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I will also check out green dot stables. What do you got? What do you think? I was watching my siblings for my mom while she was on her honeymoon. I don't live local. So it was a visit to see my family for the wedding. And after my sister was staying with us at my mom's, but my mom and her were borderline estranged. So I told my mom, So my mom told me to ensure she left on Tuesday while my sister went into psychosis and I didn't realize it at the time. She was very unsafe and we, and went around to each family members telling them my husband is a serial killer and compared him to Chris Watts. We had to lock the doors to make sure she didn't come back in the house because my mom advised us that seeing how deranged she was. She then changed her story saying I'm an unfit mom dangerous around my son. She said this showing up to work at my 16 year old sister's job that my husband was picking that my husband was picking her up from work because I had three three other siblings at home and my baby. She thought they were going to fly away into the sunset with my son. Like he would agree with her on these accusations. He then told her that she's crazy and that her sister, me, was a great, stable, fit, safe mom for his son. Flash forward. I kick her out of the house gently. She blows up on me tells me I'm crazy. Husband's going to leave me and all this stuff. She apologized to my husband via texting. I'm sorry. She's being crazy right now. So I have to leave as if they're together. Well, it turns out she turned herself in the police, but I basically told her after that, that we're done. Can't have you in my life anymore. And she's at, when she's acting like this, but I guess the police took her to the ER where they held her for 24 hours and administered her into a psychiatric ward. And she was then diagnosed with bipolar since she and I, since then I've made up and realized that she wasn't in her right mind and was hallucinating the whole time. She was staying with us at my mom's and after she had been misdiagnosed by her previous doctor who kept upping her antidepressant, which then led to mania, mania and psychosis. Part of me secretly doesn't know how she really feels about me or my kid or my husband. I also don't know if what some of she said is how she really feels, but she didn't want to be cut off from seeing her nephew, my son and me. It's wild. We've always been been close, but nevertheless, I can't help but feel uneasy around her. And I didn't like how she compared my husband to Chris Watts, LOL. So beyond far from reality, he's the best dad and husband could ask for my very best friend. Sincerely, the paranoid sister afraid of her own sister. That is kind of a crazy story. And I will say it is crazy, though, how psychosis of any sort, any type of mental derangement can really lead to exactly what you had just experienced that much what you would technically say and that much insanity right so psychosis can definitely manifest in different ways but I I can definitely agree with kind of seeing and hearing how she just talked about you and your husband and stuff and kind of wondering like did she have a little bit of truth serum in her right because it's almost like if someone tells you when they're drunk right they're like oh like I would I would I would fuck you right now and then they they like aren't and then you're, they're like, Oh yeah, I was just kidding. It's like, where are you Like, where are you though? Right. So I can definitely see how you're paranoid. I think that just being um, aware and just, you know, always having your eyes open and doing what you need to do to protect yourself and your mental self is important. My ex and I were long distance for the majority of our relationship. At first it was the usual long distance sex stuff. And then after a few years it got kind of boring for him. I honestly don't know how it came up that he would be interested in watching me have sex with someone else, recording it and sending it to him. I was not interested in that at first and I thought he was crazy for suggesting it. Somehow it came up in conversation with someone I knew, another guy, who mentioned that he had done that kind of thing before. I'm not sure what part of me thought it was a good idea and I'm pretty sure the entire thing was an out-of-body experience. But one night, that other guy came over and we recorded ourselves having sex for my ex. I can't lie, in the moment, I thought it was kind of hot but it was also definitely the worst sex I ever had. Nobody who knew us knows that this happened that day. And every time I saw the other guy after it, it was super awkward because we both had this little dirty secret. XOXO, the girl who sincerely hopes her sex tape isn't floating around somewhere on the internet. Babe, I'm going to be honest. It's probably in the cloud. Yeah, uh, that's definitely for sure. Definitely in the cloud somewhere. You listen, I don't care where you delete what you delete. There is a blueprint of everything. I really wholeheartedly believe that it's somewhere. I can't say it's somewhere where someone could retrieve it, but it's never just gone. I don't think with technology nowadays, anything's ever gone. I really don't. Next up. So I'm engaged to my fiance. I'm engaged and my fiance. doesn't even know the story, but my family drops subtle comments regularly about this encounter. And I'm always so scared. It's going to come up and I'm going to be embarrassed off my ass, but whatever here it goes. So when I was 14, I was fucking around with older dudes all the time. I was dating seniors as a freshman because older men were hot, right? Well, my little Jill Bay ass was lying to the poor men about my age, okay? Because I knew that they wouldn't be interested in a 14-year-old. So I just pad my age a bit. Like, boy, yeah, I'm about to be 16. So I started dating this really sweet guy. He was 19. He was a senior but older for his grade. I was 14 and young for my grade. I was a freshman. So anyways, he was probably one of the sweetest guys I dated. And let me tell you, he could throw down in the sheets, but my parents are still hella religious. So I always had to sneak around and hang out with the boys. Probably I snuck around probably four guys in my window in the night on school nights. Y'all I was wild and the now, not my proudest moments, but anywho, I stuck. Mr. Ni- snuck, Mr. Nice guy into my room. You know what we were going to go do and what we did, but basically we fell asleep and my mom comes banging on my door at 5am to wake me up for school. And I had to sneak him out of the window without her knowing. So his hat, his ass hops out of the window and forgets to put the screen back on. Normally no one would know, but our damn exterminator guy came that day and deadass tells my mom, yeah, the screen was off and I'm worried someone was trying to break in. So my mom being the nosy smart bitch she is pulls up the phone bill on AT&T and sees I'm texting a number at 2am. I get home from school and she's there waiting to bust my ass figuratively and probably even physically. I get grounded as you figure, but here's the best part. My mom goes through my phone and iPad touch where she finds nudes of Mr. Nice Guy. She flips her shit and then she somehow found his mom. Proceeds to send his mom the nudes. It wasn't, and if it wasn't that, wasn't bad enough, his mom printed them out and put them on the fridge in her house. My mom screwed my window shut so I couldn't sneak anyone in anymore and he got much worse than me. Sincerely, the jailbait bitch. Uh, like, is that app? Oh my God. First off, you're 14. Isn't that gross to think now, like you're 14 having sex? I didn't lose my virginity till I was 15. Even then I look back and I'm like, no, why? But again, I lost my virginity to also like, and a 19 year old. So same vibe, right? We, th- we think, Oh wow. They want me so bad. Like we're so cool. We're so mature. And really it's like, no, they're just weird. Regardless, not my, not my best experience ever losing my V card, but printing out the nudes. I seeing your son's pee pee on your fridge. That's not the kind of fridge art that I want to see. Okay but honest, still great story. You know, this is the, this is the thing we're not here to judge. That's for sure. Not super crazy, but sometimes I fart in front of my boyfriend silent, but deadly. And I always blame it on the pets almost four years. He still believes me idiot written in by the girl who can clear a room. <laughs> that was a good little, you know, comic relief. Thank you so much for that. When I was 18, I kicked out. I was kicked out of my house for some bullshit and ended up renting an apartment with an old classmate from high school. He was fucking weird and awful and smelly. And when he would get mad, he wouldn't lock it. He wouldn't. Oh, he would lock his cats in my bedroom and let them piss all over. (laughs) So when I finally moved out of out, I got my revenge. He wasn't home at the time and he had one beer left in the fridge. It was a pop top glass bottle. So I had to be careful while exacting my revenge. I care carefully, popped the cap, slammed half of it, filled it back up with my own piss He got home while I was packing, moving boxes out before he even took his shirt off. He went in the fridge after that beer and he offered to split it up with me since it was the last one LMAO. I watched him drink it all while he complained it tasted off, but he wasn't going to waste it. He doesn't know to the day this day. And it was in 2008 Sincerely, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. I have never done something like that ever in my life. Like I've never like spit in someone's food or like peed in someone's blank. Like I've, ne- I've never, I just never have also never really had the, the reason to, but that shit is feral go off. I think I have a pregnancy fetish. I am female. I don't aspire to be pregnant anytime soon. I don't know how to tell my boyfriend this without him thinking it's weird, or I'm trying to have a baby. Any advice? Since seriously, a girl that likes to imagine what it would be like to have a kid without taking care of a child. I don't think that's like a fetish at all. I think that's very normal for a woman to have that interest of like, what would this feel like? I don't, so I don't think that's weird at all. I think if you were to ever communicate that, it would just mean more of like, maybe you get into like babysitting. Like, could you babysit someone like become a NICU nurse? Like, I don't know. I don't think that that's weird. Now, if you're saying fetish in terms of like, you get off to the idea of like rubbing a belly or something like, is that like, that would maybe be more of a sexual kink. Right. But I think what you're saying is very common for like women to just purely be like, I wonder what it would feel like to be pregnant and and want to be pregnant without actually being pregnant. I I don't think that that's too weird. A few years ago, when I was single, a friend and I went out on a local town for Halloween fest. This happened before COVID-19. As you can imagine, there were roughly about 2000 people. We'd been walking around drinking, listening to live music, and eventually made our way to a bar nearby. A group of men came up to us and immediately I hit it off with this guy. We spent the rest of the night together with this group. Had so much fun. As the night was wrapping up, we exchanged Snapchat and I left. The next day, said guy asked me, to take, asked me to go out on a movie date. I happily accepted and we saw the second it. We had a great time and the date ended. We agreed to get dinner on the weekend and spend a time Saturday and then Sunday together, we ended up hooking up. When he left Sunday night, I noticed it was an extremely odd goodbye. And I told my best friend at the time who also lived in another country. I fell asleep, and when I woke up the next day on Monday, she asked me to FaceTime her. Turns out this man completely lied to me about his name, job, life, and hid the fact that he was married. Absolutely mortified, I started panicking with what to do. Keep in mind that I have heard that I have heard from this guy. A day passes about the initial shock. The guy texts me around 10 a.m., this huge bullshit paragraph about how he accepted this job in Arizona and a picture from Google of a fucking blue fire truck. I swear it made my blood boil knowing that... He had just Googled a fucking truck and expected me to believe it was legit. I responded, is your wife aware of the career change? Insert his real name here. And he blocked me. I decided I was too nervous at first to message her since he did not, since he did know where I lived and I had my best friend do it. Eventually I reached out myself because it happened to, because I happened to have proof of the interactions, the weekend stay, him lying about everything. The weirdest was. The part, weirdest part about this was that she had her own very short response and practically accepted that that's who her husband was. At the end of the day, I'm thankful that this happened because his dick sucked like really bad. The type of sex where they think lasting long is a good thing, but you can't wait for it to end. So I truly hope that woman ended up divorcing him because not only does she deserve a better husband, but a better dick written in by a girl who is unintentionally the other woman. This is so weird to me and wild to me because that is also how easy it is to be anyone you want to be for anyone for a night or like two. I feel like nowadays we're pretty quick to like get on social media, maybe Google someone or, you know, type someone in. But if you're somewhere like for just a single night, right, you could literally be whoever you want to be. Like if I walked into a bar in like San Antonio and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I just said San Antonio, Texas, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a, a plastic surgeon And I went to, um, I almost said Hamilton, Harvard, (laughs) like no one would bat an eye, right? Until maybe that they're home that night and they look you up and you're not. But if you wanted to just lie to anyone for that one day, like anyone could. So that is weird to me. That's really weird to me. Okay. So I became friends with this guy. Let's call him Rick. That was a senior when I was a freshman, but not until about three years after I graduated. I was 21. He was 24, 25. Anyways, during that friendship, Rick introduced me to my now husband. My husband and Rick are still best friends. Rick has an interesting past with women, married and divorced by 21, had a child, got engaged to a baby's mom, broke that off too. We've been through it all with it. He started dating, let's call her Tina. We lived in another country, so we didn't get to know Tina too much, just on our visits. The relationship seemed awful and we thought she was fake as fuck. Well, Rick proposed and she said yes and began planning the wedding. Here's the catch. Rick never told Tina he was married before. Well, about six months before their wedding, someone wrote Tina an anonymous email to tell her Rick was previously married. It was me. I am someone. I never told a soul, told a soul. I didn't do it because I liked Dina, but don't you think you have the right to know whether you're not your husband's first wife. And to be honest, I was trying to stop the marriage that I knew would end in divorce. Well, they fought, but still went through with the wedding. And there's more a year later. they were visiting us one morning. They didn't leave their bedroom. We never saw Tina the entire day, and Rick came downstairs about 1 p.m. He just received email with proof that Tina's been having an affair with the assistant football coach at OSU. The email was from the coach's wife. She hired a private investigator. Needless to say, Rick and Tina divorced a short time later. We don't care about Tina, but Rick is happy and just got engaged to a wonderful girl that he that knows all of his dating and marriage history, so I won't be needing to write any more anonymous emails. Sincerely, a friend who was trying to do the right thing that you know i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna give that a stamp of approval i think that is a fair warranted email especially when you care deeply about your friends and that is that's pretty serious information and obviously it would have gone south anyway so you know what you can say you tried and you didn't succeed but you tried and it ended up failing so part of you is kind of like a I told you so yolo moment all right a few more to wrap up I'm 30 years and I'm still, I'm 30 years old and I'm married. Married and still have a piece of my heart who loves my high school boyfriend. Only one year and I still can't let go of him 14 years later. Even after being married and having children, every single solitary, oh, okay. I was like, soliditary? Every single solitary relationship I've had since him, I've sabotaged in one way or another with him. And yes, even my own marriage. I know, I know I'm seriously awful, but despite the fact we keep doing this, it's like, we both know it would never work and we can't go back. So what do we do? Very nonsensical. So apparently we're just going to live forever. Having a part of us that loves each other and not doing anything about it. Signed the girl who will always love her ex, who will say her ex. Hmm. You know, I feel like certain parts of your heart will always belong to different people. I don't think that it's weird. I don't think it's talked about. I don't think we have to talk about it, but there's always going to be different experiences in your life that like will always alter. Like if you want to use like TikTok slang, alter your brain chemistry. Right. So I don't think that that's weird. I think it's just the ability to, I don't want to say even get over it. Just like kind of what you said, like, Hey, this is just, it's never ever going to happen. And it's just going to kind of stay back here in my mind, but it's a part of me, you know? And I, I don't think that that's too weird. I think a lot of us can, attest to having like a relationship or a friendship or an experience or a traumatic experience or a great experience that is never going to hit the same as another experience, right? Everything's so different. So I don't think that that's weird, but I don't think that allowing it to sabotage your future is very good either. So it's like, like I said, let, let it live in your mind, rent free, but like pitch the tent and like, don't let it interfere with your future. Right. Okay. Last one. Hey, Des. I recently started listening to your podcast and I absolutely love it. First episode I listened to was losing friends and finding you. And I just had to go back and listen to them all. I recently lost my so-called bestie. She went cold turkey on me and I never knew why. Reached out multiple times to see what happened, but she just acted cold and would brush it off like nothing happened. I have her friends on Insta and saw that she's getting married and asked one of her other friends to be a bridesmaid. That shit hurt. Doesn't make it any better that she lives down the street from me and always running into my sisters at the stores and we drive past each other. It's so fucking awkward. We're both moms and our kids are the same age. When we first met, we were both new moms and hit it off so well. We went clubbing together, target trips, literally everywhere. I called her my sister. After we stopped talking, she made it clear she didn't care about me as much as I thought she did or as much as I did. I eventually just let it be. It was very confusing because she would like my Insta stories and be the first one to watch everything. I had to block her and anyone associated with her for myself. I think we're just new moms who needed support and eventually parted ways. So now I'm trying to just better myself and my mental health. Anyways, you motivated me to go back to the gym and just work on myself for a better me. So here's my secret, haha. Years before I became a mom, I was the chubby girl in high school, so no one ever liked me. They're lost, but I lost hella weight and started my hoe phase, and like I was a baddie. Well, once I started seeing this guy and we'd fuck damn near all day, it was amazing amazing D but I didn't want anything serious because he was a kid and we and eventually ghosted me and so I started fucking his baby mama again oh and started fucking his baby mom again so I fucked his brother to get back at him but because I knew him first and he was also hot me and his brother had a thing for a while and he knew about it LMAO so he told his brother that he was so hurt about what I did kind of funny now but I didn't want to be a stepmommy at 18. Drop both eventually. Well, now I'm a mom married to an amazing guy. Couldn't be happier. Love you does. Thank you for listening written in by the hot mom that. Okay. Again, never have had an experience like this. You guys who go out and like hook up with someone and then you, Oh, out outward and openly hook up with like their best friend or like their brother or their cousin or whatever. That shit is fucked up to have the balls is honestly pretty insane. Um, because that, never would be me. Never would be me. The closest thing I ever got to that was in college, like hooking up with different people from sports teams that maybe like knew each other. That's the closest. That's the closest, not even teammates, just people that knew each other. Um, but also totally understand about losing friends. I, I have it written down to revisit that episode. And I even said it last episode. Um, the uh, negative leech episode and realigning your energy I said in there I wanted to revisit this topic because I do think it's very important to chat about and that is losing friends as like an adult and just kind of like what what that feels like and how awkward it is because especially in this in this case right here right you guys almost like I don't want to call it trauma bond, but you're going through this really hard time as a first time mom. Right. And you find something that brings you guys together. And once you kind of get over that slump, all of a sudden you realize maybe you don't have much in common, you know, I don't know. It's just very interesting. And maybe it's not even like that way at all, but it's just, there's so many different things that go into adult friendships. And I feel like it can manifest in really like weird ways So I, I definitely am here to chat about that because I think that it's a really important topic to talk about, um, losing friends, being able to make new friends, how to make new friends as an adult, um, going through a phase in your life where guess what, like you don't have friends, you know, that also happens too. So that will definitely be an episode on the horizon. And I think it'll be really good for us to all chat about and just kind of revisit like that reality that shit happens like that sometimes. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Always fun to chat with you guys about a, tell me a secret and you guys tell me secrets and guess what? I never tell you guys secrets, <laughs> but maybe I do. Maybe I write, maybe I've written in something and you will never know. And that's the tea. See you guys next Sunday.